I live unbanked off of cryptocurrency, and I use BitRefill extensively because it lets me pay with crypto at places that don't yet accept it directly. This one service, more than any other, helps me live on crypto. Pay your prepaid phone bill, or buy gift cards to thousands of major retailers around the world, all with cryptocurrency, including for exact amounts so you don't have to buy more gift credit than you need for a specific purchase. You can use BitRefill without an account, but if you get an account, you can earn rewards points, which translate to savings, and you can also hold a balance denominated in dollars or euros to protect yourself against market crashes. Go to bitrefill.com, click Create Account, and enter the referral code DCN, or follow the link in the description. All right. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to this glorious shit show that is usually called the Digital Cash Rundown. I don't know if I'll call it that this time, but... I guess by the time you see this, you'll know it. Uh, welcome from Porkfest, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And as usual, if you're going to a campground like this, it's not campgrounds are, they barely have logistics for facilities, much less, you know, internet and all that other stuff. So instead of trying to hassle doing this live this time, I decided to pre-record it. And so anyway, we're just gonna chat about Crypto and Porkfest. For those of you who don't know, this is Alawi over here. How's it going, Matt? I'm doing great. Having fun. And this is Agent Doge slash Eric. How's it going? Pretty good. Yeah, so I'm the boring person in this story. Uh, first, why don't you guys talk about... Uh, first off, is this your first pork fest, Eric? Uh, this is my third one, actually. I went uh, a few years back. I think it was 2015 and 16. Um, so it's interesting to see the changes over time. Yeah. There, I believe there was a, a crypto tent the first time, but there wasn't. There wasn't really. There were some vendors taking it, but there wasn't the same ability to spend it now then that you, that we see now. It's definitely a substantial change. Yeah. And what about you, Halawi? Is this your uh, first one? It's my first pork fest. Um, I've been to cryptocurrency conferences, but yeah, as far as um, this kind of event, it's my first. Yeah. And what are your impressions so far? Uh, everybody's peace, peacefully interacting, having fun, mm -hmm. uh, like-minded people. Yeah. Um, yeah, just loving it. Good stuff. So, uh, I've been going to Forkfest since 2014. And I remember my first Forkfest in 2014, I went. I did not bring any fiat currency with me. I brought only Bitcoin. And I made it the whole week on just that. A couple places didn't, didn't take Bitcoin. They did take silver, so I used the Bitcoin to buy some silver, and then use the silver to trade. And since then, I've never had problems paying with crypto here. And it's kind of funny because it's like the radical fringe of a lot of stuff. But if you, like a lot of people talk about crypto in your daily in local towns or whatever, a lot of people, oh yeah, I own this, oh, I'm into this, but almost no one like uses it. To hear where everyone uses it, it's a very interesting melting pot kind of environment. It's a very interesting uh, kind of test net, as it were, for what this is the pork fest is ma crypto mass adoption test net. Yeah. Um, have you guys bought anything with crypto since being here? Yeah, uh, several times, and it's a it's it's a huge difference. Uh, you know, I've been to other um, somewhat similar events, some crypto specific events, crypto Bitcoin conventions, and mm -hmm. it, it's amazing to me that someone can rent out a, a, a huge building and have thousands of people buy expensive tickets and fly from across the country or all around the world 
to come to a convention about crypto or about Bitcoin, mm -hmm. and they don't even have the venue that's hosting the event set up to take crypto. Um, Crazy. It's, yeah, it's just, it's one of those, why? Why? I can't spend, this This isn't useful enough for somebody to have bothered to figure out how we could at least have a vending machine at the convention or something that that you can buy and show people how to actually use crypto. Um, it's it's amazing. But here, it's here it's very different. Here, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's the difference between uh, people saying it and people doing it. Um, and I, I feel like that's, the crypto space in general has a lot of people saying and very few people doing. Yeah, that's for sure. And there are some of those people here. I'm not going to name too many names. Just don't face. But yeah, there is. So, Eric, what have you bought with crypto here that you, uh, that you care to volunteer? If it's some, if it's sensitive <laughs> stuff, you don't have to say it. But... Uh, mostly food. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of food venues, a few a few items, some buttons. Um, I'll probably... Uh, probably buy some more items to bring back as I as it gets closer to the end here but uh, you know mostly food and beverage yeah have you um, how often have you spent spent crypto at all in the past but also more importantly in person like just gone to a physical vendor and bought something well I um, I don't live in a place where there are a lot of physical vendors um, you know uh, from Fargo North Dakota so we have zero retail locations that currently take cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. uh, several years back when Bitcoin was first starting to get rolling, uh, I had helped set up a couple to take Bitcoin. Uh, but of course, since then, actually processing Bitcoin transactions has become an unrealistic thing to do at a retail business, both because of time and ridiculous expense. Um, so that's kind of died out, unfortunately. Uh, but it's been very nice being out here, both at the festival and uh, and an area in general that there there are places where you can actually just go and spend it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, what about online stuff? Have you done a lot of that in the past? Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, any anything uh, you know purely online is pretty easy. Things like server space, uh, you know, um, VPN. Um, I uh, Newegg um, mm -hmm. sites like that. Uh, yeah, I've done a whole bunch online. Bought uh, plane tickets. Um, yeah, on online's actually fairly easy. Uh, fairly easy to spend to spend crypto. Um, I I know Twitch did it for a while. I don't know if they still do, but they may. Um, so what about you, Lowy? First, same couple questions. First, um, what have you bought with crypto in person here or what, before here? What have you first? What have you bought here with crypto? Okay, let's just start with that. Yeah, so I had some loaded cheese fries. So. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to Let's Get Loaded. Yeah. Uh, have a rice bowl, bulgogi, one of my first, my, my favorites. Yeah. So, yeah, other than that, um, a few items, water, just common items, um, really under five bucks, ten bucks. Yeah. So, and before this, um, really I spend crypto only when I go out to events like yeah. this, unfortunately, because... Similar to Eric, I don't have a lot of opportunities uh, in my town, um, in North Carolina. So, um, yeah, I'll probably have to go out and uh, now that things are opened up again with the merchants, I might uh, talk to the local um, gold coin dealer, silver coin dealer, and see if they'll accept. So, yeah. Yeah, so online, have you done a lot of that in the past? Yeah. So most, 
So online, yes, um, I do make purchases online with uh, mostly bit refill mm-hmm. um, and some shops um, like Shopify pages or e-commerce pages. Um, you get t-shirts and things like that mm-hmm. with uh, coin payments usually or coin-based commerce. Yeah, one of those two. Yeah, so it seems like the common thread, and of course we're all crypto hardcores, we've been that way forever, but the common thread is it's magic internet money. It's money that people use on the internet to buy stuff. It's in the, in the physical world, you don't really see it that much, except, I mean, I see it here and there in my, my life because I live around here where you do have actual merchants that take it. And the thing is, though, in Porkfest, you get to just have, you get to have that experience for people who lead in the testnet experience, right? You get to have the experience where you get to actually buy and sell stuff with crypto face-to-face. And I think that it's a learning experience for everyone involved. Um, for example, what actually, like, connections? What are this connection like on the campground? And one thing I've loved since 2014, the connection for like the mobile service has gotten way better. It's more like the real world. This <laughs> in the past, it was like I had to pick like literally what I did. I had to like run down that hill there and be like, "All right, can I pay for the thing?" And I scanned the QR code and then I had to run up the hill to hit send where I had signal and I'm like, "Okay, see, look, it went through." All right, yeah. <laughs> it just changed so much, and you do see the difference in. Like approaches and like what wallets connect well, with which ones don't, and then the payment protocol stuff that AnyPay uses and stuff. You do see a lot of like you get to get the sensor, or what happens if you know one of the craziest things. Um, have you guys had difficulty scanning a QR code yet? Well, no, no, not not today. Uh, yeah, I, in recent times, I mean, I, I feel like years ago it was a problem with phones, but. The cameras are so good now. Yeah. I haven't had a problem in years. Sometimes I don't even get a chance to focus. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just move my hand. The grabbed, grabbed it. Yeah. yeah. There is a software element to that as well, though, because um, I know that, obviously, the official dash wallet works really well. Um, and when I've used, when I put gift codes into Walmart Pay to pay at Walmart and stuff, their Walmart Pay scanner is really grabbing. It gets it. It's really good. The Edge Wallet, again, hopefully going to have Paul on this show in a few few weeks, so don't mind the hate right now. The Edge Wallet has always had issues scanning QR codes. It just doesn't grab as much. And, like, usually it's okay, but in low-light conditions or something, it gets a little weird. Like, can you imagine it at, like, dusk when everything's kind of oh, weird, low-light and stuff? Especially here. Yeah. You're trying to scan. It's, yeah. it's a little weird. But, yeah, it's a great, great testing ground for all this kind mm. of stuff. Um, which crypto celebrities or anyone or any crypto people worthy to know have you guys run into while you've been here? Uh, I met Amanda B. Johnson. Oh yeah, Amanda, Amanda is definitely here. Uh, I have not seen, I know she still uses Dash. In fact, she paid for the Dash sponsorship of Corkfest, which goes on in the main pavilion. You have a little Dash banner up there. I saw the, the little uh, facilities sponsored by on the restrooms. Yes, which, <laughs> that kind of cracks me up because they're just like, oh, what's the sponsorship we can afford and just do it, which is it's very nice of her. At the other time, it's hilarious that like 
dash is poor professor official shitcoin. Because <laughs> you know, it's in the <laughs> it's in the facilities and stuff. Lots of eyeballs, I guess. Yeah, I don't know I mean, how that never occurred to me. <laughs> it's well, I'm sure it occurred to some people. So I don't know if it's good advertising, I don't know if it's bad advertising, but it's it definitely gets people to, to pay attention to that. Yeah. Yeah, so Amanda's here. Um, obviously um, Naomi Rockwell's here. And she is giving everyone five bucks in Bitcoin cash on behalf of Roger Bear. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, that's what you do to get people to spend it. I've already seen people Twitter accounts saying Bitcoin Cash is by far the most used thing at Porkfest. And it's like, yeah, I probably agree with that because everyone gets five bucks in Bitcoin Cash. And a few years ago, I did a Dash sponsorship at Porkfest, and I was giving everyone like either ten or twenty. It was a lot of, a lot of money. 10 or 20 bucks in Dash, and then everyone was spending it, all the vendors and stuff. It was, it was doing really well. So it's kind of the same thing. And, um, you know, they sort of astro for bragging rights, maybe, but some of it is also just people have never used this stuff. And when you give it to them, like, you know, they get their first experience with it. So, the, yeah. Uh, did you guys get, get your, your Roger Bucks? I have not. I'm just, wow, just hearing about that. So. You got chip. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get on there. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I, I got the five bucks. Uh, I think um, I think I did spend some Bitcoin cash somewhere though. I can't remember one of the vendors. Yeah, it's really rare that you'll find a place around here. Well, let's be honest. In the general crypto merchant world, if you have Dash and Bitcoin Cash, someone will take one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Like, there's a bunch that are just, like, newer and just don't remember Dash as well and, like, don't take it. They just all Bitcoin Cash and something works. There's always some of those. And then there's also a lot of ones that, either the old school ones just took Dash or whatever or just Dash. But also, like, for example, BitRefill is run by, for lack of a better term, Bitcoin maximalists. And they love Lightning. They love all that kind of stuff. Um, and they have, except Dash, and I think Doge and Litecoin as well, mm-hmm. and a few others like you, like Tether on Tron. <laughs> Apparently, there's a lot of people in Latin America that have demanded that. They put them. It's like already it's like 6% of their volume or something crazy. Like, it's very strange. But they take Dash because, but they won't take Bcash because rather they're scam deleting Bitcoin. You know? So there's some maxi type businesses that will take Dash that don't take Bitcoin Cash. Yeah. And so BitRefill is hugely useful. Oh, yes. And yeah. which, by the way, as you know, if you watch the description of this, they use the sign up for BitRefill with a promo code DCN, all capitals, then I get some money to support the podcast. So thanks in advance. But um, BitRefill is hugely useful, but doesn't have Bitcoin Cash. So just based on that alone, I tend to be using Dash a lot more. And But then there's a couple things, like if you want to use Purse to save more on Amazon, you kind of need Bitcoin Cash. Or you know, there's certain certain merchants that just kind of aren't on board with that yet, or whatever. So it kind of helps with both. But the great thing is, imagine just like no one wants your money, so you have the other money. Like you have both monies, and it reminds me of growing up on the U.S.-Mexico border. Um, on the U.S. side, every place takes dollars. A couple places, including the McDonald's, would take pesos. And in the Mexican side of the border, every place takes pesos, a good chunk, like a third of them, would take dollars. Ooh. And that was the same way, like, halfway through Sonora. But that, by the time you get to the south of Sonora, it's hard to find places that take dollars. But, like, I, so I grew up with a two-currency system of, you know, which is, like, fiat and cryptos kind of two, but also two different, two or more different cryptos. 
And yeah, it's not that it's not that hard of a system to get used no. to. Ooh. I imagine it'll all be seamless at some point too. It'll be like, are you running Visa or Mastercard? Except you know, maybe the five most common coins or something like that. And merchant yeah. will get whichever one they prefer on their side, and it'll be pretty seamless, I think. Yeah. Do you get any uh, Canuck bucks over in North Dakota? Uh, we we see some coins, and yeah, in in North Dakota, I mean, they get passed around like they're U.S. coins because they look the same. They're all uh, fake anyway. You know, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've gone to, uh, you know, I go somewhere like Florida and have some in my pocket. I'm like, oh, I can't take this one. It's Canadian. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah no, like nobody, they're just in circulation. Yeah. There, but uh, I think if you cash them in at the bank, they don't take them, but they, you know, nobody really checks. Yeah. I mean, I, well, at this point, U.S. coins are kind of worthless anyway, so. Rapidly turning that way. What can you buy for a quarter? It's, uh, it's all USD and, um, where you're from, right? Where? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you're not gonna find anything else. Yeah. What I do find um, kind of challenging is the like uh, what kind of retail they're using uh, mm-hmm. tool or what you call it, software yeah. and hardware. So you do see a lot of variation with that, and it's like, oh, if you use this, you might have. This is not with any one currency, but any cryptocurrency uh, providers. So yeah, you might know, sure. know more about that, but. Um, it does it can cause a few issues between and the staff has to be um somewhat informed not, yeah not all of them are familiar with it all so but here that's that's a little that's a little better yeah and the, the funny thing about here is almost everyone is set up to take crypto or if they're not they get their like significant owner partner or like business oh, partner yeah. hey they give a phone you want to tell oh, yeah. yeah we'll do it and they just figure it out and it's crypto Here's what I think I've experienced in my travels is crypto is not super hard to use today. It's not really that hard to use, but it's it's pretty unfamiliar to use. And so I was at some sort of presenting some Chicago VC fund many years ago, and I was trying to like show them how to receive Dash. And they weren't really get. They were like, oh, all right, okay, because like the QR code scan, copy paste. The copy paste the address part was the part that was just like killing them. Which once you've done a few times, it's okay. But then I started using dash text to do SMS messages. They got that right away. It was just like, oh yeah, I know how to send a phone number. I know how to like text. And so they just text, and you know it works really well. But it's also funny with the different payment systems. Like the U.S., for example, is kind of in the dark ages for payment systems. Like almost everywhere I see people use cards is chip these days, and chip. When I stopped using my bank account, it was rare in the U.S. It was mostly swipe still. And like Europe, for example, from what I hear, has been way past that for, you know, generations. Yeah. <laughs> Most, as far as like everyone tapping, everyone does the tapping pay. And I've, I've seen a lot of tap and pay terminals around here, but I've never seen anyone tap and pay here. Maybe I saw, I think the last time I saw someone tap and pay in person, or actually... It was in Zurich when Roger yeah. Revere bought me coffee, and he took his card to little tap and pay. Yeah. And yeah, but like in the U.S., far behind. I haven't seen it. No. And it was pretty hilarious because like uh, I was getting coffee a couple of years ago at the Maison de Bar in Portsmouth, which takes crypto, and I went and paid for Dash. It was like really quick. The person behind me was like, "Can I use Apple Pay?" I'm like, "Oh, I don't know how to do that." <laughs> It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really see people use Apple Pay either. I see it on, I see the logo on stores, but I, I don't know any I don't think I know anybody who uses it. Yeah. And that's kinda of what's the merchant adoption barrier is yeah. is it plugged into my point of sale system? Yeah. 
I, I think uh, it, it's the the learning curve to use crypto is not high at all. Honestly, it's easier than credit cards. The only reason credit cards seem easier is because everybody already knows how to do it. Yeah. Um, and and time-wise, it's just faster. If you have a system that generate, you know, tap a button, QR code generates, tap, you know, scan done. Yeah. You know, credit cards take longer. They take yeah. longer. More things can go wrong. Your card can be declined. Maybe it doesn't read right. Take it. You pull it out too soon. Uh, you know, and then online, sometimes you have to go through a whole other verification, put in your zip code, a bunch of other information. And then sometimes it declines too. You have to call the credit card company to get your card to work. Oh, you bought from some website that processed somewhere we don't like. And, you know, uh, it's just, crypto's way easier once you've used it. I, yeah. I think there's just, there's uh, the impression that it's difficult, I think, comes largely from people just having never actually used it. Or maybe just used it once in a really awkward situation where nobody really knew what they were doing. Yeah, one thing I've noticed also is... Um, if you are, I would say, again, a relative expert in crypto, like you're a power user, you know how to look up an address on a block explorer, you know how to check if the, the, your phone is connected to the internet and see if it got broadcast or confirmed. If you can just do those like basic things, it's not super technical, but it's a power user thing. All the crypto things that go wrong are solvable. Like, for example, this is what happened yesterday, I believe, or today as well. A friend of ours was buying food and he had a, like a weird janky wallet, no offense, Stash Electrum, <laughs> but he was, a, and he was, he's spending to the AnyPay invoice. He sent it, the AnyPay invoice never got his money. Like it never confirmed the transaction, but it left his wallet and it was what would have been a decline, card decline kind of a thing under a credit card processor. But we were able to look in the block explorer, see that he actually sent the money and look not only the point of sale app, but the receptacle, the actual, in the receiving wallet and saw the money was there. So it, all right, it went through. Yeah. But in a credit card, it would have just been like it didn't work. And what we have to remember though, us nerd folk have to remember is for the average person, there's no difference. Yeah. The average person, it just didn't work and they're frustrated and they hate life. Yeah. I can um, come to this also on the online merchant side. So yeah. as an e-commerce, uh, as a seller, Mm -hmm. uh, having three e-commerce sites um, yeah there's certain products if you sell just like sup like pet supplements and things like that just the word supplement can give you problems with uh, you know just just having a, a provider payment provider so like for example Shopify ha they, they don't really care but then you have PayPal if they see supplement in the title they might they might flag you it might take months to get your money back uh, or to get the service back so there's a lot of pain that consumers do not know about if the online seller is just selling something that's in the gray market, not, not necessarily legal, just um, the payment providers look at it as gray, I should say. And why do they look at supplement particularly like that? Um, because people have been ripped off probably and uh, they just don't know you, they don't know, they see, maybe they might see a certain amount of volume, but they don't really understand. Uh, it's usually a bot that will do this too. Mm -hmm. So you have to wait for human eyes to see it and verify if everything's yeah. okay. And that can take weeks. That's that's crazy. It's not really out of your control as a seller. So yeah, um, you know, cutting out the middleman in this way is also a great thing. Yeah, and that's the the wonderful thing about like paying in cash. 
Now, the, the big red flag with cash, the problem with cash, other than it's fiat, I don't like that, is the you're just trusting it's not a counterfeit. Like, every once in a while, at like a grocery store, they'll hold up a bill and put the marker on it. Ooh, does it look good? Okay, whatever. But it just, it's really hard for an average person to verify if it's true. But 99.99%, like, I, I don't think I've ever experienced a counterfeit bill in my life. At least that I know of, or it didn't matter. And they're all kind of counterfeit anyway. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> printed to infinity. It's so legal What's a little bit more, you know, <laughs> no, they're just helping the Fed out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Who cares? At least they're getting the inflation yeah. rather than government bomb stuff but yeah but anyway so other than that cash experience is pretty good as far as i give it to you and it's settled over and you don't take it and then turn it into the thing you want that is the thing you want it's the end result it's not like getting your account and you have to get it out of your account later it's just you got it of course there's the uh, the making change annoyance of like you know i had to ask um I bought something here that they I, they didn't they weren't set up to take crypto at the Vietnamese place. But my girlfriend really wanted it, so whatever. And it turns out they were <laughs> backed up in a lot of different ways. But like they're like, all right, I don't have crypto. I, like, and I was like, can you break a hundred? And they could break a hundred. So it was like twenty bucks for dinner, and they had to like break a hundred and like dig through and yes. Like mess where it's just crypto send and receive and it works. And the security issue with that. Now they got all this cash they're carrying around. Yeah. Without a pin on it like we would have. Yeah, and like in terms of like my phone would have a double pin, yeah. right? There's the get into the phone and then there's the actual spending phone for the wallet. You got to look at and like I have like uh, at least a dozen crypto wallets on this phone just because I try a whole bunch of them out. And, you know, which one are you going to find that has all the money in it or whatever? And yeah. It's pretty interesting how that works. And then backups, loss. Yeah. yeah. If you drop your wallet with a hundred dollar bill in it, or you know, you can't recover that. Yeah. If I drop my phone, I can just go home or deposit box or wherever you happen to write down your your seed words, and you have your wallet back. Yeah, yeah. or under like inner lip tattoo that you have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's yeah a not lot. not recommended, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, have you guys run into any or seen any Bitcoin maximalists running around here? No. It, I mean, just like in passing, walking by mm-hmm. some conversations, I may have heard a few things, but uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't see anyone spending BTC really that I've noticed. I mean, the, the whole fee thing is. Yeah, I've seen a couple, but it, or a couple of merchants saying they'll take it, but they'll it has to be for a certain amount or something. They mentioned something about the fees. Uh, I've seen a few Bitcoin maximalists like. Bays, I, I feel like you could pick on him just because he's Tom Bays, but um, it's kind of funny. The entire maximalist philosophy is increasingly at odds with reality here at Fork Festival because, yeah, they're sitting down, they're all you know, Bitcoin, all their little shitcoins, go to shit, all this kind of blah, and they're sitting there with all their fiat <laughs> that they're going to spend like cash or card over here. And everywhere, and they're saying like Bitcoin's the only currency that's going to succeed, et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, I've been coming since 2014, which is seven years, right? It was like seven years in. I think I missed a pork fest in there, so it's like five or six pork fests I've been to. And at 2014, I remember my first exposure to Dash was he was when it was called Darkcoin. Someone up over 
like a couple campsites there was selling bacon pancakes with like the Adventure Time making bacon pancakes guy on it. You know, obviously copyright infringement, but who cares? I'm not gonna, I ain't no snitch. But they're selling it for Bitcoin, Litecoin, Dogecoin, and Darkcoin. And that was the first exposure to Darkcoin. It's like right over there. I'm like, it's Darkcoin. That sounds cool. And then I heard when I got in the dash like a couple years later, I was like, oh, that was Darkcoin. Oh, that's cool. So people have been paying with non-Bitcoin cryptocurrencies for, you know, at least since 2014 right here. And only it's only increased. And now everyone got Dash a couple years ago. Everyone's getting Bitcoin Cash this year. And then you have the Maximus sitting over there talking about, well, I don't know if they're sitting over there right now, but they're talking all this shit about like all the shit coins will go to nothing and all this kind of stuff. And well, everyone is sort of living around them in an opposite way, which is kind of like people trying to defend the continued existence and dominance of a coercive state or government while everyone's living free and finding ways around it. It's like trying to defend the school systems today when like the U.S. school systems, I believe, lost like 1.3 million students in the last year. You just left the public school systems like this. So, I, I think it's so much worse than that because like the alternatives to Bitcoin are the ones that have actual usage. Mm -hmm. I, uh, at, least, yeah. at least as a currency. Yes. You know, what, I mean, maybe the transaction volume is higher on Bitcoin, but what is that transaction volume? People moving it to and from exchanges? You know, uh, is anybody using it to actually do anything? Yeah, they're running fully on sentiment. Um, kind of, uh, if I can be blunt, tribalism. Um, and even if you find usability to be most important, you're going to keep a lot of people uh, keep quiet around Bitcoin Maximus because. They don't want to argue. Yeah, they don't want to argue. It's 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 not. It doesn't make you popular. Whatever. <laughs> Speaking of Bitcoin people, there's Tatiana Moreau. Let's see if she notices us. No. Hey, whatever. She's been here forever. Yeah. Uh, all these poor fests. Uh, it's yeah. One thing. So before moving on to the lightning question or lightning subject, uh, pirate coin. Have you seen these guys here? Yeah. Um, I don't. Do you guys know anything about pirate coin? Because I don't, I know very little. Very little as well. I have heard a few people pitching pitching it, and not I mean nothing they said sounded particularly original. Yeah. You know, same kind of things that people say about every coin. It seemed like it was Z Cash without the transparent addresses. Uh, it's, I, so. I heard Monero but better. Uh, yeah. Why? No, with it's zero no, knowledge. No, yeah. no real yeah. explanation as to why or what makes it. Better. Their marketing is good. Yeah, I, so, I mean, it's so, got a pirate. So I, I will say that their setup. So they're a big sponsor, Corfe, or some kind yeah. of a sponsor. They have a team of like at least six, not like twelve or so people, mm -hmm. and their shirts, and they're like pirate R, and it's just like, oh, isn't that a fun branding? It's not like, what's Monero? Yeah. Monero is the Esperanto word for money, and it was originally called BitMonero, so Monero's original name is Bitcoin, but in Esperanto, but they're like, shut up, no one cares. Like, no no hate to Monero, but it's it's not like it's pirate coin, or pirate chain. I don't yeah. even know which one it is, it's pirates, R. And they're like, who doesn't like that? Yeah, and, and they're, they're showing pirate movies yes, all the time. They're, they have a big screen up there that they're screening Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. movies all the time. Some of them are dressed in pirate garb yeah. and stuff. It's, it's probably a credit for credits to It's pretty fun. Yeah. But I was going to say Lightning. Um, have you heard anyone talk about Lightning here, either of you guys? Um, I, I saw the uh, logo for it on the Bitcoin tent, I think, or yeah. speaking area, but... 
I don't want to call any names. I heard someone say, what about Lightning as a response for um, Bitcoin transactions being expensive or the fees? Yeah. So, yeah, there, that's still, that narrative is still going around that um, you can use it for everyday purchase easily. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of the number one purpose for Lightning is to be said after, but what about? That's the number one reason for Lightning to exist. Yeah. That being said, Lightning is a thing. It, it, it isn't just a thing to say. It, people use it. I'm running a Lightning node at home, and I have an app that was set up to direct to connect on this phone here remotely, but I haven't gotten into work lately. But so I have very little in Lightning I can use. However, it's going to be one of my goals here to try to spend Lightning here at Portfest. Oh, nice. I don't have, and the thing is, I got I got to like buy some Lightning from someone, some Lightning Bitcoin and then receive it to one of my apps, and then I'm gonna to try to spend it at a merchant and just see, just see how it works, see if it might work. I'm gonna be honest about it, so we'll see. But what about Lightning? Should be Stay interesting. Tuned. Yeah, well, we should probably wrap this thing up. The bus is getting hot. Um, thanks, Bumps, for providing the Bumps bus to record podcasts and stuff in. Apologies for the sound quality, but it's not that good because I had a microphone failure again. Series of technical failures, but Oh, it'll be better next time. But yeah, so thanks Eric for joining us. Thanks Blowy for joining us. And because I, I did give a shout out to the talk at the, the Cyberpunk Guild gave me a speaking slot here. And so I doled out their flyers and stuff. So I might as well give them some free airtime here. Thank you, Cyberpunk Guild, for all that you do, mostly in letting me speak. And yeah, so always like, comment, share, subscribe, all the rest of the good stuff. I'll see you guys next week for like a real live show and I'll add back to your regular scheduled programming when I'm not traveling all across the country with an inadequate setup, <laughs> which in the future I'll have a more adequate setup for that. I'll figure all that stuff out. But yeah, so thanks guys, everyone for listening and yeah, I'll see you now. <clears throat> I can't even get that out. And I'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and donate to support the show by going to my Cointree page. That's cointr.ee slash thedesertlinks. And leave a message with your donation. Check out the show's sponsors. Live on crypto with BitRefill. Buy absolutely anything with crypto with ShopinBit. Avoid content censorship with Odyssey. Protect your privacy online with NordVPN. Get paid to search with PreSearch. All links are in the show notes.